Welcome to Young Black in America podcast, the podcast where we talk about being young black in America. I'm your host, Jeremiah Davis. Jamal Davis. And we're Young Black in America podcast. Today's topics are black children are more likely to land in foster care. Chris Locke gets into hot water for using the N-word around white people. And my personal favorite, the war against Amazon is here. Are you ready, Ma? Mm-hmm. Right, I didn't so read the first article, so you got to introduce it, Jamal. All right, so basically the first article is really just, it takes place inside of Cleveland, Ohio. And they are interviewing some of the um, some of the board members that help run the nonprofits to help people get into foster care. Mm-hmm. And reviewing the data. This is a case study, but it's an example for the rest of the nation. That F, that due to um, basically due to cutbacks inside of things like sex and a housing, um, wealth, uh, welfare, and also food stamps, it led to more black families and children being in foster care um, than ever before. Because a lot wow. of these families now they had like families who plow had those actual resources to um, actually feed the kids and get housing and all that stuff. Now now they're gone. So once they lose those resources. That means the um, children are no longer safe, so that means they get ended up inside of the foster care system. And it also talks a lot about how um, there's not enough families to take all these black kids, and how black kids aren't like aren't as likely to get adopted. And also, even if they do get adopted, a lot of times they go back to foster care because a lot of the foster parents and the foster um, house homes they aren't they aren't like not organized enough, but they just don't have the actual skills and needs to deal with a child who might be a little bit more violent or acting out. Because those kids, in fo- a lot of kids in foster care, they have like assaults with T-cells or parents and stuff well, like that. They have that. a lot of um, mm-hmm. emotional trauma Yeah, a lot of these kids. And they go back and forth to people who they was in their lives. They're gone now. So that leaves them for a lot of issues. So it was just a, it was just really just overview in the foster care system in America and where's it at now. And something that, I, something that I've always been very close to my heart. Because when I was, I was growing up, all my friends was in pretty much foster care, mm-hmm. or they was taken from their parents. Um, a well, lot. who took? Um, did they the families like put the kids in foster care, or was CYS it CYS would take them? Well, at least for most of my friends, it's CYS would take them. Even from the article, it definitely sounds like CYS is involved. So CYS is just taking kids, taking black kids. Oh, I I'm not really taking black kids, but it's really like they feel like the kids are in unsafe environments. But who, who, so who, then who they allow CYS to make that judgment? The government, your favorite people in well, the world. Well, I'm not saying the gov- I trust the government <laughs> everything. I just agree. I think the government can be a force for good. It needs a lot of reform, though. Yeah. Um, but, so, uh, yes. I guess. I, I think that's... I mean, I, I think that's a good topic. I think everything needs a lot of reform. <laughs> but, yeah, so basically, CYS is responsible for that. And also, too, if you read... There's a really good book on it. I forget the name of it, but I'll, I'll look it up and I'll put it inside of the, um, the links. But there's a book on it. It's all about how... Social, how social work now is moving into using online algorithms to actually kind of see if a kid is safe or not and a lot of the algorithms are biased towards like black families so families of color and also black families so like African American people of Latin descent they are more likely to um, to actually to um, actually detect child abuse or unsafe living conditions and, it's, and a lot of that reason has to do with two how to do with two things it's one that a lot of white families or white people. 
keep them going. Uh, or like calling the cops that highlights on black families. So when they do that, that like flags the system and it leaves the mark. So if you have like three or four cars on it and it's a white family, then they're gonna assume that like something's going on. And if it's like an actual diverse and it's actually like a black family calling a white family, that very really happens, have to be like really violent. So I mean, it was just something to talk about about these kids who are growing up in foster care. And that's another issue how a lot of African especially males are end up as high zoom out attention centers which leads into you put an industrial complex. Well, I mean, I don't... Got any thoughts on that? Well, I think it's, um... Well, I don't like CIS. I think CIS is just as bad as ICE, in my opinion. Like, you think I, CIS is ICE? Well, yeah. I mean, ICE is all crazy, dog. Well, you know, I... Well, they just kick people's doors. You see well, the, you see the video the little Mexican girl was filming them? No, and I, they, she was just like, You can't come in here! And it was like, Shut the fuck up! Well, and I, they just like, Boom! Like, they broke the door. They had guns out. The girl was like seven. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Well, I mean... <laughs> but I think... Because CIS be doing some messed up stuff. They just, like... Because yeah. they're filled with people who really don't care. You know what I'm saying? Well, I think it's not that they don't care. And that's another thing. He talks a lot about how, like, a lot of recent articles really good. Talk a lot about how, like, a lot of the social workers have these crazy, like, like it's not uncommon for a social worker to have, like, 200 cases. Well, not a lot of people want to become a social worker. But the need for social workers are growing huge in America. I, I wouldn't go to school to be a social worker. Well, I wouldn't go to school to do policy. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying. I, like, I, I don't... I, I understand people have a drive to do social work, like social work like that, but I couldn't do social work like that. You know, I'm just not built like that. No, I, I think, think I, I mean, I, don't, I work with a lot of people who've done social work or who are doing social work. It really depends on the person, it really depends on their idea of helping, it really depends on the the individuals that they want to serve. And I also think, like, I, I think that what they're doing is great work, but on the other hand, oh, that far. there's system, well, I mean, you know, they're helping people. Yeah, and on the other hand, but these are systematic issues that can be solved with from a systematic level, and in, in focusing well, on the individual level, I don't think you can level, solve these things systematically because the people who are running these systems are individuals. So it's individual fault. It's not a system fault. I know, I don't, it's an individual I don't, I don't, fault. I don't think I don't agree with that. I, that's like saying that society is made up of a, co- a collection of individuals. It's not true. You don't think society is made no, up of a collection? No, society is, you know, society is an amalgamation of individuals. Not just make up, not just, oh. What I'm does saying, amalgamate? What's it no, I mean, not amalgamation. I don't care about your big words, Maya. But, like, <laughs> but like every, society is a system, right? If you, you can't, if you remove, it like, if, it's like a gear, right? And society and everything works in conjunction. You not having this is not a line. It's a it's a system. I don't think so. That's like how I think works. that's due because if you look at any form of society, any form, if you remove huge chunks of it, you're removing society. It's not like an individual. Like if you take out one individual from society, it's not a big deal. But if you have you remove whole sections of that group, group that's how society. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. know. They I'm took one to... individual out of America. And they became a pretty big deal pretty quickly. Well. Well, be, no, but that influences. <laughs> but that's well, what I'm that saying. Has the, the, the person but, who becomes the influence well, of the Well, yeah, world. that makes sense. But like I'm saying, but I'm saying, but you can't look at society as that. That was his individual fault, because there are larger systems that work in conjunction with each other that leads to that I outcome. Think that's that a, individual I think that's was a cop out. But it's not a cop But it's not a cop out. Well, it's not a cop out. You're just basically saying, "Oh, here's some bootstraps, right?" And pull yourself up. 
And I don't necessarily think that's the right way to look at it. Well, I'm not saying you know. help a boost well, to pull yourself up. But I am saying, if ain't nobody going to help you get up, you better be able to pull well, yourself I up or you go away on the fucking ground. Well, I understand that. But I'm just saying, you can't, you can't just blame everything on the individual for saying... Oh, he didn't. He, he uh, got I himself in that I think the war would be a lot better if people stop trying to fix everything in the war and try to fix themselves first, become the best person they can but be, not and do the happen. work that they want to do and help people that they want to help. And then if everyone did this, like, I'm going to be honest with you, if you could get a big enough population to go out and say, I'm going to fix me, and I'm going to go back and try to help people once I feel good, then I believe it would be a lot well, better system. Well, that's simply system. not going to What you have is no. people who are trying to fix things, and they haven't walked inside themselves yet to figure out what's wrong with them. So then once they fix it, they go fix it, then they just go and suppress someone else. It's not like they stop suppressing people at all. They just move to the, the target party that they feel like they need to suppress, and just because it's not them now, it feels good. Perfect example of this would be the Jewish community inside of Palestine and Israel right now. Zoos have been suppressed historically forever. So now they're at a point where they ain't going to be suppressed. They're just going to go and suppress the Palestinians. Well, that's, so a more this way. Fa- that's a more failure within our society ourselves. Our society values individualism. And if we say, if we, if we have to remove that individualism so you can achieve your dream I know, of having this society, you can't remove individualism. Well, no, there's a difference between individuality and individual. <laughs> I don't give up your big words. I'm not, this is like real, <laughs> there's, this is like real philosophy. I don't care who was philosophy. I'm a philosophy based. Like, I know well, I'm just saying, all BS. Well, I'm just saying, <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you can't get to philosophy your point. Philosophy doesn't exist in the real world. You can't get to your point that you want everybody to get beyond themselves if we don't try to help or if we don't try to, you know, if we don't try to make that a culture for which you try to help somebody. You know, we have a weird culture where you're helping somebody. You're not helping them for themselves of being helped. You're helping them to make yourself feel good, you know? Well, I think every... I think you are looking at this from a very one-sided point of view. I think you're... You're ignoring the fact that in human nature, we are nature, we are we are born, especially in today's world, more than ever, to be narcissistic. Like narcissistic is a part of human nature. Like like once like once you was born, if you wasn't born in the twenty what since what twenty first, twenty second century this is like once you wasn't born in the age of the internet and super connectivity. If you was born a couple maybe like a couple hundred years ago, and you was in the woods somewhere, you wouldn't give. A, a, a damn about anyone else other than people in your tribe and your village to help them survive so you can use them to keep to keep you alive longer. That was like the concept. Like we're, we're animals at the end of the day. People don't want to admit this, but at the end of the day, we are nothing but very complicated primal animals. So you can't just remove that side of you and think you're going to evolve to this higher point where people just care about everyone. People doesn't care about everyone. A perfect example of this is the reason why I don't think in the United States there will ever be national-based income. I just don't think they'll ever get to the point where they'll just give people money. And maybe at some point, but I don't think so any day soon. Well, I'm not denying that we're animals. And, like, there are, we still have, like, some, you know, ancient biological urges to influence our decisions. I think that's a but good thing. I don't, but I, I just don't like that idea of just like, oh, all your folks are just because you're a folk because you didn't work hard. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Just go, the problem with excuses is that they're valid. 
Well, I'm not. Well, they are valid. That's the problem with excuses. They're valid. Like, the it's excuses a real are thing. valid. If the excuses are valid, we should come up with solutions to mm-hmm. invalidate the solution. There's excuses. You, you could do that. And that's yeah. gonna take a long time. Or well, you I just mean, like, or you just, or you just ignore it. Well, and I, you move I, forward. I, I can't. I, I, I just don't like the idea of ignoring, ignoring bigger societal problems because society at the end of the day is just well, a I'm bunch of systems. Talking about annoying society, you problems. know, you try to fix that, but if you don't, if you don't, if you don't annoy the little problems, man, you're never going to get anywhere in life because those problems you're going to face that people are going to tell you things based off the way you walk, based off the way you dress, based off the way I you understand talk, that, based but off you the can't income be stagnant. You're we in. can't be stagnant. You can't sit there and say and no one is saying that. We have to, we have to start focusing on these systems and start trying to change these right, systems. New topic. What's the next topic? Well, you know, um, Chris Rock. This is your article. What's the uh, topic, Chris Rock? Oh, he said the N word around um, some group of comedians, um, Ricky Javis or something like that, and mm-hmm. Louis C.K. and Seinfeld. Now Seinfeld's the only good white person in this whole situation. Why is Seinfeld the good white person? Um, Seinfeld recognized that you should not be saying the N word on national television and think that it's a good idea. <laughs> Um, well, Chris Rock was talking to Louis C.K. and he said, um, well, Louis C.K. is the whitest black dude, the blackest white dude you've ever seen. And Louis C.K., well, you calling me an N-word. And, yeah, and then Chris Rock, yeah, yeah, you are an N-word. And then Louis C.K. called himself an N-word. And, like, your driver said, a whole bunch of white people just called themselves N-words. And Jerry Seinfeld was just, like, looking like, y'all, y'all really saying this? Now, I, to me, I don't think there's nothing wrong with this situation. If all parties are honest, and this is how they communicate. So if Louis C.K. really run around just say nigga all day. I think he does. Then I don't think, I'm just be honest with you. I've worked with people who who was white, and they just went around. They said they said nigga all day. They said the N-word every time they had the opportunity to. Um, yeah, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. Now, if Seinfeld feels in his heart that that's not how he wants to be before, that's not what he wants to say. Louis, he even said, I... He said, he even said, I, I have never found the humor in that world, nor do I seek it. Yeah. You know, so I, I legit think if you don't. Now, you I don't know, think that makes him a good saying. white person. Well, just I mean, because he doesn't I'm not use saying the he's N-way. the greatest white person, but just saying that he recognizes. You think he's better than you and ZK because he doesn't use the N-way? Well, I mean, Louis C.K. is a little bit of a problematic person. I'm just asking the question. Like, do you think I'm not better? saying that he's a better person, but I think that. He's a more sensitive person, and, and like he's a little bit more thoughtful than just just on the. Well, I don't even know thoughtful. I think if Louis C.K. really like if he really just goes home and start bopping him, <laughs> I mean, like, I think that's more genuine than if Seinfeld says that. And then he goes home and starts bopping him ball. Because now if footage comes up, I I think it's interesting too. That I think too, Seinfeld was also involved inside the Claymore incident. Do you remember the Claymore incident? This is years ago. We said Google it. Google the Claymore incident. Claymore got on stage and just started calling the black guy that it was like 50. But it wasn't funny. It was like very like. Um, the, the actor you played, Kramer? Yeah. Like, like, this was a few years ago. This was before Trump. This is like probably like pre Obama era, or Obama era. And I think, and a lot of people um, questioned Seinfeld about that a lot. And that's just something that he does. It's just something that... Because, that, like, 
he was on the show for many years. You know, he's a very iconic character. Well, Seinfeld's pretty white. Like, it was a pretty white environment. So it's a very know. white environment. It was never a black person on Seinfeld. Ooh, Seinfeld's that's funny. That's well, why I don't believe that Seinfeld have never used the N-word. Well, Seinfeld have never heard white people use the N-word. And but I don't think cool that's... That, he don't probably know, does what he does right there in the show. He just sits there and walks everyone else uses it and says, I'm uncomfortable. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, at least he's honest with it. I mean, I think that's... I don't know if that's a better thing than just to say... I don't know. Like, you know. I don't know. Like, I just think, if you, if, if, if you see me that way, I whether you tell me it to my face to say it behind my back. Because then I know this is how this person sees me, right? They value me as that. I think the more dangerous comes from your favorite white people, which is white liberal Oh, people. I don't like white liberals. You really have a thing against white people. I just don't people. like them. I just think they're See, That That means he doesn't like any white people because all white people who almost are white. You you have white white liberal people or you have like the left. There's no in between anymore. So, so what, That's what, not true. I you, think there's something in between. What I is in between? Is it Seinfeld? No. <laughs> it's the Seinfeld of the world. It's the no, Seinfeld. It's the people who just don't use the N-word but never put a black person on their TV no, show for how many, how many years was Seinfeld how many well, black guests well, was on Seinfeld? They had a couple episodes with Seinfeld. Do you remember the one episode when they had the, <laughs> a couple the one? Um, thousands, they how, tell. There has to be at least 100 episodes of Seinfeld. Oh, I think there's like 400 episodes. And there was like four were black people yeah but but it's okay because he doesn't use the n-way well no no now you're making me sound bad i'm I'm just i'm just (laughs) now you make me sound bad i just like you know i like seinfeld (laughs) you know i like i like seinfeld (laughs) you like seinfeld so (laughs) (laughs) seinfeld and claymore but i don't understand phrase i'm sorry i don't understand you know what they say seinfeld's not funny seinfeld's hilarious um but i don't know i think um I, I think your actions represent more than what you say. Just because you can sit I there agree. and say you're sensitive about the thing. But I mean, I'm not. I'm, I just. I. I think people. The people. A lot of people have a lot of black people. But how is the public talking to this? Well, yeah, that's the bigger. Issue well, a lot of black people um, are, have a problem with how Chris Rock is just enabling it. Like you know, a lot of people. You know, a lot of black people are like you can't be so long with these white folks to say. What the do they want Chris to do? Just get up and smack. No, I think. <laughs> But he actually helped enable. Of course it. Like, he did. There's nothing wrong with white people saying the N words. Well, it was a hard R. It wasn't even like the A. It's not that wrong with white R. people saying the hard R because they say it anyway. Like if you bring racism to light, then you know these things. Then like one day you don't wake do up think, and you turn on the news and the KKK is Marshall Charleston and everyone's like, "What the hell is happening?" Do you happen? think that black people shouldn't say the N word? I think everyone's to say the N-word. Well, I think I black people to say the N-word. I think Mexican people to say the N-word. I, I think white people to say the N-word. If you feel... No, first of all, words shouldn't die. I you, think words should if you, if you feel that way, and if you're impelled to say something, why should I tell you not to say the N-word? Well, I'm, I'm not saying that you can't. You can do what you want. But I just feel that you should not be saying that word. I don't even say the word. Tell us, that's think, why you like Seinfeld. The foof comes out. You and Seinfeld got the got the uh, got the M got the M word boost on it. So you guys kind of got to bond together about that. I'm not gonna respond to that. Um, yeah. I think, but I just think I just think you shouldn't say it. I mean, like black people shouldn't skin. say it. White people shouldn't say well, it. Anybody all, should not say the N-word. Anybody can say the N-word. I mean, you can M- do what you want. M- M- I just is don't a word of commodity towards me. 
Like, I don't think people understand. If you grew up in the time that I grew up, in the neighborhoods that I grew up in, when people used the N-word to you, that was a word of embracement. That was a word of, of kill. That was a word of love. It wasn't this negative, racist thing that people would call you and then hang you on the floor. There's other ways. It was a... Well, yeah. So, it's, so now you're telling a segment of population that if they don't do things that you feel are culturally I mean, good, you can do they whatever can't, you they can't, they can't I, say these words. You can do whatever these you want. Words words my word is not people. gospel. That's all my... I'm just saying. My word is not gospel. You can do whatever you want to do. You want to say the N-word to your friends and your family? You go right ahead. I don't know. So why but do you think... Why do you think, think, what do you think Black Twitter wanted, sound, wanted Chris Rock to do? Oh, they want they want him Rock. to ignore it. Like it didn't they want Chris or? Rock to say, "No, you can't say that." And I think that's simply. I don't think. Know, that's but I also Chris think Rock Chris feels. Rock should have not mentioned it. I don't think that was something appropriate to say on live television. You know, I I, I understand they're comedians and they don't feel they have to self censor themselves or they don't have to. You know, they're not role models or something like that. But well, I think I think role models is completely. Another topic. I don't believe in role models. I think that's the biggest lie that America have ever fed people. Um, so what's the last one? Amazon, Amazon. Wars. Mm-hmm. Well, Amazon came to um, New York. Okay. And Queens specifically. And anti-gentrification. There's still a couple of black people, though. There's a couple. It's like 10. Well, anti-gentrification <laughs> actors, like black and Latino folks, mm-hmm. are trying to... They're getting ready to get uh, convinced the newly elected progressive politicians in the New York State Assembly and, and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez which Oh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez AOC uh, Yeah, she's, I don't know, I have mixed feelings about I, the, I like AOC I, She just yells, she never talks, she just yells well, Have you ever seen her not yelling? People people confuse her with yelling. She's just yelling things. They'll be like, she's so passionate. She has all these facts. She no- she's just yelling things. She's not saying anything. She is just yelling. <laughs> well, I mean, I think, well, po- a lot of politics is about theatrics. And I think she, she has a, she understands. She can put a show on. Yeah, and she, she understands show, that's how you can get people to listen to you and then how you can get your message out. I don't even think it's about listening. I think she knows that this is going to split on social media. Well, she yes, understands marketing. I mean, well, yeah. I mean, all good politicians like Maxine Waters is really good at theatrics. Jeff Liu is, um, Ted Liu is really good at um, theatrics and they're in managed to be able to make a show and then get people to actually think about what they're talking about. But that's a different topic. Um, Amazon, and they're trying to, the, the activists there are trying to um, you know, try to make policies to fight back against Amazon to help lessen the impact that Amazon is going to have on the communities within the Queens itself, and are trying to you know, you know, improve their neighborhoods naturally without gentrification kicking them all out. You know, what's your opinions on this, Jamal? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know, like. Well, first, I'm just happy that Amazon they come to Pittsburgh. Um, second thing, I'm just, I really am, mm-hmm. I've always, that was like a big topic that was laying up was in the city, so I'm happy that. You know, they gave them six, yeah, six, six billion, billion dollars. dollars. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, but he not surprising, but it's crazy. Not surprising, but crazy. Um, I think as far as New York goes, I think they're doing the right spot. They know, they know that this is going to intense identification a lot more in those community organizers mm-hmm. or prepare themselves to, 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 
I think War is kind of a song where it's definitely clickbait. Um, no, I mean, it is. It works. It works well. And I clicked on. I it. mean, I, I would click on it. It's a great title. <laughs> um, but I think it's more about how how can we lead into a war where mixed income, where mixed income communities actually exist, and well, so if it's possible to do that in the city with New York Statue, with the limitations they have, like just space wise, I mean. Mm-hmm. And also the amount of Zogs and Khalil that this that that putting a second headquarters deal is going to lead to. And you know, a lot of these Zogs are going to be high up. Zogs are mm-hmm. going to have to have more tech skills, um, and they'll probably be well in as well too. I mean, I think I, I think it's going to be it's going to be interesting for the city. It's going to be very good for New York. It's just like growing inside the future of of the tech award of what it could become. But I think it's going to be really tough for Black people there and people of color there. And they need to be ready to organize and and move on that. But at the same time, we have they have to accept that gentrification is going to continue to happen. And you have to accept this and accept for this fight to combat this with low income housing and, and and affordable housing acts. You have to combat it by giving people the skills to, to get these jobs. Because there are so many jobs that are available that people could work, they just don't have the skills. Other people don't understand people talk about you know about the gap. Well, the, the gaps will like there's so many jobs that go unfulfilled. You can Google, just Google the amount of tech or IT jobs that go unfulfilled think, each year. I also think this is a perfect opportunity for you know one of your favorite things, nonprofits and private companies to come <laughs> in. And those, those are my favorite and, uh, things. Yeah, now. Yeah. that was a cheap and, shot. I like it. I like it. That was a cheap shot. You, you gave me a cheap shot early in the show. <laughs> <laughs> to save them, you know, the convener, they could start free code boot camps and no, that's what like I mean. That. You IT, have to you have to look outside those resources. Like I agree with all that. I agree hundred percent. You have to start to utilize those resources and figure out ways that the community and the nonprofit sector and for profit companies got mm-hmm. I, I think too the more I read, the more I, I try to expand myself and I think this is a good topic that um, companies are going to have to start to educate people because skills are moving out of place now where universities can't even keep up. And it's going to continue to go that way. But I mean, I, I hope I'm the best. I'm interested to see what, what is New York going to look like with the Amazon headquarters doing in 20... When do when, you know it's supposed to open? They say that. I, don't know. I will, I'll go there Probably and check it out. Probably five years. No, I ain't going to take five years to open it. Probably three years. That. Probably or two. We'll see. We'll keep it up to date. But I don't know. That's your black American guy. You think my... No. All right, signing off, Jamal Davis. I'm Jeremiah.